Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. listeners right now but um the uh, jerry i know you took your you've been taking your psoriasis meds so you're smooth but you have to understand your your body is still garbage to us you have to understand that no do not shine it back at your titty put it back up put it back up in your face put it at your face okay that's better I mean, I'm glad you have newfound confidence. I just don't know if you've earned it, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Look, I'm open-minded. <laughs> All right, hold on okay. here. Oh, but you know what time it is. It's time for the Quality Time Podcast. I am one third of the trio of danger. Eric P. Woodworth, joined by my blood and my very smooth brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. <laughs> Jeremy, how are you? Uh, I've never been on this show before. I'm back from the graves. Get it? Peter Graves. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Graves. Oh, good to see you. Good to see yes, you, Peter Graves. Yes, but I'm still alive in people's minds and hearts and bottoms. Yes, yes, yes. I am uh, I'm now uh, Peter Graves. That was the old me. I'm now a stand-up comedian woman named Megan. Um, we're also joined by the very <laughs> lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm good, daddy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know it's been quite the eventful week. Uh, I know Jeremy ha- has gone to the world's worst uh, convention that he's going to tell us about. <laughs> Ashley's been out on the road doing shows. But if you could indulge me for just a moment, I um, I want to say how Jeremy has come on the show, uh, show topless um, because he is he's pretty much I mean, he has some psoriasis places, but his body used to be covered in like 70 percent. Like, the, yep, there we go. And there, I mean, his body is, to be clear, listeners, his body still looks like that of uh, Bebop from um, the Ninja Turtles movie. But it is... I like, I like to think of the uh, the vampire at the beginning of uh, Blade. No, was, definitely like not. No. Oh, no, no, no. Pretty much the same. You kind of look like uh, Abe's Odyssey a little bit, um, but I the, think I'm I think I'm only like a peacock. You look oh. like you belong on NYPD Blue. Yeah, you you look like the the thing that kills uh, the lady from um, Dexter at the end of the movie Quarantine. Um, I just want to be just like Dennis France. <laughs> you look like you're about to make out with Jack Nicholson at a hotel. Um, <laughs> so. <If> you- <laughs> 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 oh man well you know the room isn't 237 but it is 
it is your LBs. Uh- <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm glad, but now Jeremy, we I, I've been affectionately referring to you as Smooth Jeremy now. So you mm-hmm. have a newfound confidence um, now as Smooth Jeremy that you know you're just going balls to the wall now. How many people did you show your 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 breasticles to yesterday? <laughs> breasticles. That's for your man tits, whatever you want to call them. When when did I show my? I'm tits asking to- you. Yesterday, I don't know. I'm asking you. Why would I show them to people? That's because that's because you're absurd. proud of them. Oh, okay. You did because you started the show like that. <laughs> Why oh, did you show them? Well, that was the, that was just minutes ago. Is oh. this is this because we're family? I guess you know. I mean, I, I can almost get away with nothing, not everything now. I'm kidding. So, um, I did <clears throat> though, Jeremy, as because I was very excited about you know your transformation. That has happened over the last, uh, you know, six weeks or so. I did write you a special song that I wanted to play. Um, I'll give you about a minute of it. Um, It's very, you know, it's based off your favorite band, Megadeth, who you just can't stop loving. You know, we know how much you love Dave Mustaine and Megadeth. And uh, I only like him now because he's conservative. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And um, here's a here's a little tune for you, Jer. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and take my medicine then. Went to the doctor. He gave it to me right on the spot. Been on it for a few weeks now. Who knows how it's gonna go? Not feeling too bad, but we'll have to see. Yeah, that's for your psoriasis medicine. There's a whole other verse to it that we'll play maybe at the end of the show there. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that that's an unreleased Megadeth track just for you, Jeremy. Um, I prefer the song uh, "Psoriasis Sells." Psoriasis so. sells, <laughs> but who's buying? That was, <laughs> that was that was beautiful, Eric. Thanks. I love it. Um, I also wrote a song for Jeremy. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> It's a limp biscuit cover called Flake Stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, yeah, Susie, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. How would you, what can I do for you? You may go to Grayson's. You'll be back at five. Got it. Roger that. Okay. Thanks. Love you. Okay. Bye.
Um, She's growing up. She didn't even ask you for a snack. Oh, she'd asked for that earlier. She only asks. Yeah. She only comes to talk to me to ask for things. I know it's That's so it. cute. I love it. I do the same thing. I'm like Eric. Validate me. <laughs> <laughs> You're my little parking spot. <laughs> it, it's like it's like my real father when I ask him for something and he just ignores me. So. <laughs> Um, so anyway yeah that's good jeremy now you did you said uh here that you've went to uh you've been to many monster manias chiller theaters but yesterday there was one locally a a a horror convention it appears and you popped in yesterday because i think it was right in timonium right here so close local uh ashley please can you stop stealing jeremy's coughing bit um (laughs) i just now understood why you called me the little parking spot i didn't understand yeah because i validate you (laughs) i'm sorry i just i just understood what you Oh, okay. That was like a pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We so, have a lot of pun in this show. So, so, Jeremy, tell us about this monster con you went to uh, yesterday and how that went, who you got to meet, and uh, and what happened. Uh, I don't even want to mention the uh, the con. Uh, oh, you're not even because... going to name drop them. Why not? Because if they're bad, let's badmouth them. Uh, I'll keep it neutral until totally trash themselves. So. Okay. Um so uh I almost got canceled. Uh apparently there were two girls that were dressed up as obviously monsters. One was like a a mon- nun d- demon and the other one was uh I think um Meg Tilly. Jennifer so that's Tilly, a monster. maybe. Yeah, Jennifer. Jen- Tilly. Okay. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Meg, Whatever. Meg I don't. Tilly. I don't know all the Tillies. You know. Jennifer Ryan. Yeah. So, got it. Yeah, yeah. Meg Ryan. So. <laughs> so I wasn't even pogoed up, and I gave him my card, and and they looked at it as like, somewhat shocked, but they thought it was funny. So then, I could have I could have showed you a picture. It's like, I don't know who who how how old somebody is but i kind of questioned that they lied because number one they're all they're all dressed up as monsters to begin with and they're all at least five foot something so they're not they're not kids i don't mess with kids at, at shows because they might okay. not know okay when i say i was i don't i don't i don't try to frighten people on purpose and make them cry well i did once because i was set up for it but uh, it was a setup. So I was I was guessing they were sixteen or eighteen, and then the promoter gets whined about by this freaking dad who looked like he was like four hundred pounds something. So he was he was he wished he could be at a buffet versus a, this uh, monster con. So a fat dad, uh, a fat dad. <laughs> So let me, let me see if so, I got this. Can I? Can I just let me see if I got the story right so far? So you're handing out your 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 pogo business cards to two yes. cosplayers that uh, yes. then their dad saw this who weighs four hundred yes. pounds, and that's where yes. we are in the story now. And he, he's complained. Yeah, he he, okay. he obviously he had the best knee jerk reaction of my my 
bad pogo joke, which is obviously mm. a joke. It's not real. Right, right, right. But of right. course, but of course, he complains to the promoter. The promoter comes and and confronts me, really dead face, dead face, angry. Like I, I was ready to get you get you out of here. You know, have you have you kicked out? Uh-huh. And he's also with the other promoter, who's probably like thirty years old, and he's got a smile in his face. Like I get it. It's it's still fucking funny. Like you know, <laughs> but so this fucking father almost got me kicked out. And I and I apologize to the promoter because obviously he got shit because of this fucking dumbass um, fat ass. Yeah. So, and and I even even when I left, I could see this this fat father with the two daughters just sitting there, and I was questioning whether he was coming coming to meet me in the parking lot or something stupid like that because he's obviously a fucking dumbass. Jeremy, do you think he's mad because you were moving in on his territory? <laughs> <sighs> well, I don't even like my. I don't even like it, almost almost any almost any women. So because I'm, <laughs> I'm a yeah, you rate you listen the the character of Pogo. He only rapes young boys. That's ridiculous. So right, they exactly. were they were safe no matter what. But people so. people just they have no sense of humor anymore. Uh, well, of course it is a, the most obnoxious rape joke ever. Did well, you, Jer- did you did Jeremy? Can I sorry? Can I agree with you though? Like truly. I have to tell you how weird I find it that I've been going, you know, may I go to horror movies a lot, like the premieres and whatever. I don't know if I've shared publicly with you guys, and I told Eric about this, that when I saw Talk to Me a couple weekends ago, someone brought their child to this R-rated horror movie. He was maybe seven years old, had his hoodie over his head the entire movie, meaning he didn't want to be there. I have to say, I think it's weird as shit to some extent, for your kids to be going to horror cons. They're not child-friendly, in my opinion. I don't know why they're Most there. Most of them aren't, so. Yeah. Nor, I think nor, nor should they. I think Agreed. that is a weird thing to begin with. Um, Jeremy, was there part of you, just knowing your Woodworthness that exists within you, was part of you thinking, oh, I should go hand him a card on the way out as you were leaving? <laughs> um, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want? Hey, do you need a card? Also, how fun is it for you? Because Jeremy, your body has transformed. You, I've seen you at least a hundred pounds heavier than this. How fun, fun is it that you can find people that are fatter than you consistently now? Like, isn't that a good feel? Like, you got to call this uh, guy fat. I, I went to the uh, buffet yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the the average weight was at least two hundred fifty pounds, even between men and women, because the Hell upper. Yeah tier was definitely 450 plus hell yeah big that's game. impressive big this game. one guy this this other guy was definitely past the mark of uh the uh the what was that benjamin Orr movie where the he gets a white family or something michael or michael yeah. or blindside yeah he was bl- yeah, the- he was blindside big the blinds yeah. the blindside dish okay yeah benjamin Orr. <laughs> Uh, Benjamin Button or Benjamin yeah, Button or so. I oh man so you you got all flustered with that but they didn't kick you out ultimately they just gave you a stern talking to and that was it right uh, I had already announced myself because I wanted to try to be a celebrity at the next show and obviously I burnt my bridge with a flamethrower uh, because that's what I do 
So, so anyway, uh, was there was, any celebrities there that you met that uh, any good good experiences from this con? The best part was uh, uh, I start start from from start to finish. Uh, mm-hmm. The Gina Shock, the uh, drummer from the Go Go's, because oh, I got cool. to talk about uh, you know Dundalk and her uh, her escape from Dundalk in 1979, and uh, that's really actually- really yeah, that's the prequel to Escape from New York, Escape from Dundalk, <laughs> and it's just a regular afternoon where you're stuck and out of gas at a Hess station. There, <laughs> we got to get out of Dundalk, or we'll, we're we're not gonna go out alive. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, dude, dude, the president of the Baltimore Ravens is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Jeremy, what Jeremy should have said to that that big guy who was being a dick, you know, what he should have said is be like, "Hey, I really love your cosplay as diabetes." <laughs> so wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> your cosplay as diabetes. Uh, no, Escape from Dundalk in 1979 is when the is when the Colts uh, left Baltimore. <laughs> that's what they, that's what it's Jim Irsay's escape to Indianapolis. <laughs> Uh, I think two years ago, my my best joke was like, "Well, I I live pretty close to the heart of uh, heart attack city, so you know." Well, you know, escape from L.A. is just O.J. on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, gosh, it was no. There was no celebrity room because it was tiny, and there was almost mm-hmm. nobody there. It was probably at best. 300 people plus the vendors um but i i don't want to shit them because they tried and at least they kept me there even though i i am the biggest monster in the world well jeremy you can just if you don't want to say you can just give me a a visual on the pod did you by any chance go to the haver de grace horror con that they were having no, was there a haver de grace they were having their first one like last weekend and i was gonna go I never made it out. So. Never even never heard, never heard, heard of it. I assume it wasn't good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was just curious. Zach, well, I send s- me a link next time. I saw you got a. Uh, I, I saw you got a picture with the with the great and powerful Vigo. Yeah, they had a poster for uh, the the uh, Baltimore Ghostbusters. They even had a car with a with a little sticker for Ghostbusters Two. Uh, they even had a big giant Slimer uh, statue with fake food around it. I saw um, that. That was cool. Uh, let's let's go back down the line. <laughs> so, I met the new Darth Vader from uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. the new movie, and I was like, "Oh wow, I get I get to the new meet the new uh, Darth Vader." And just yeah, it's as not about James. Get- it's not James Earl Jer- Jones. It's James Earl Ray. It's really, it's a really big role for him. Um, <laughs> Did he go out of? He's he's not in prison anymore. Yeah, yeah he's um, out. He's the new Darth Vader. <laughs> America's biggest monster. He's a dr- he's um, a he's a dream Sith. Um, <laughs> so this guy, uh, his bio said he was six six, but apparently he told me he's six eight. So he okay. is he is monstrously huge, and also that's better for David Prowse, who was the original uh, Darth Vader. Also, I I joned on uh, uh, Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. new Obi Wan. He's only six foot. 
<laughs> Ew, disgusting. Then, exactly. The the guy so the guy who's in the Vader suit, um, that's this this is what he is, right? Um did, when you was... talk to him, when you talk to him, did he have like a super high, like, hey, what's going on? My name's <laughs> like, does he, did he have like some weird quirky thing where he, he's like, I actually hope this doesn't ruin my teaching job. I don't actually kill younglings. <laughs> he, he had a little bit of a baritone, but at the same time, he, he uh, <laughs> God, he had a really strong uh, Welsh accent. And oh, of, co- ugh, of course, disgusting. I was like, oh, like Tom Jones. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So he, he got a kick out of that. Just as about to get the picture with them, I was like, oh, do you have the uh, picture when you're when you're in the corridor? You know, when you kick some ass, like, oh, that was another actor. I'm like, son of a bitch. So you had other scenes where you're sit, st- standing around as Darth Vader, but you don't get the best part. When you're like slashing and killing people with your fucking force powers, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Damn, I still got my picture taken with him. So, well, that's good. How much? How much does a picture with that guy cost? With the the second too, Darth Vader? Too too much. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want too my much. wife to know. So. I don't want my wife. Yeah, because she's an avid fucking listener. Um. <laughs> I think she, I think she said I said something like six seven years ago. Nah, eh, fuck it. Anyway, so uh, I was right right behind me on Genus Shock was Frylock. Uh, I his his name escapes me. He's like yeah, a, from a, the a voice actor, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You met the voice of Frylock. Yeah, so I got I got a picture with him. I talked to him right after I had to deal with Carrie Means. Carrie Means. Right right before I had to deal with. The uh, the freaking dumbass dad of, of from hell who just ruined so, your whole day. Gosh, well, I just I, I this is almost worse than me um, messing with the head of ninety eight rocks. So Honestly, this way. is I would say it's almost as bad as rape. I think that's where I'm gonna go. I was gonna so. say what's eating Gilbert rape. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just because I was kicked out of ninety eight rock before and. Uh, and was and was told never again. But <laughs> anyway, uh, the height, the height, the height right next to Frylock was actually Oliver Robbins. Can you can you do the clip with uh, with Oliver Robbins? Yeah, with, here's um, a little Oliver Robbins from the movie Airplane. Here we go. Here we are. Oh, hi, Joey. Come on up here. You can see better. Joey, we have something here for our special visitors. Would you like to have it? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sure. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Joey, you ever hang around a gymnasium? Never. <laughs> <laughs> you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's actually my second favorite scene with that little kid. My first one is the one where he c- talks about how fucking crappy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's face. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that's a great... My dad he only tries during defense. the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, my dad says you don't play any defense. <laughs> my One of my favorite parts of the movie is the old lady who speaks jive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be classic. Barbara Billingsley. So. Is it really? God, of she's course. so funny in that part. Surely flag, you can't dick. be... <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. I'm always serious. Don't call me oh, Shirley. Shirley. <laughs> but of course, he's his 
bigger claim to fame than uh, airplane is, of course, uh, poltergeist when he gets sucked into a tree demon. So yeah. Oh, so. I didn't realize okay. that's the same kid. That's the same, same kid. That's Neither the same. I. He looks nothing. He's like a he's like a ginger in this. I have, I of course uh, mistook stuck him for uh, Keith Coogan, who is also a child actor, mm-hmm. and they they went to all the same uh, auditions back in the day. Oh, but he's yeah. like, and he's like. Well, uh, everybody has the fucking Corey Feldman story. <laughs> I oh, God. I mentioned the fight, the almost fight or big time argument with uh, Schwartz, uh, Schwartz, man, Schwartz. Schwartz, any, yeah. Danny Schwartz. Danny Schwartz. Danny Schwartz. With, with, uh, with uh, Keith Kubin, with Coogan putting his finger right into his face, getting angry about uh, Corey Feldman, so. Uh, Corey Feldman. He's doing so well. I heard he's divorcing his sick wife. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And she was a show wife, too. Good girl. She was hot. Wait a minute. Poor poor girl. I don't think... uh, I don't... Was he in Airplane? I don't think... think (laughs) Oliver Robbins, yes. No, Oliver Robbins. So I'm just looking at his IMDb. I got to see if he's actually in Airplane. Even even in uh, he's in um, he's in Airplane Airplane two. He's in Airplane two, the sequel for sure. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's a different kid in the first one. I think it's a different kid. I think he's the kid in Airplane two, the sequel. So oh, oh, that's close enough. You know, it's the same scene. I like that you made me pull up the wrong clip for. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see what he looked like in the the clip. Also, 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 he has a little a dog named Scraps, and they they pull out a gun and shoot the dog. Oh, no dogs in 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 coach. He shoots the dog with a fake blank gun. So, man, that's like every restaurant nowadays. Your pet can't come in unless it's a service animal. (laughs) It would be served. So cool. So you met you met Frylock. You meet the kid from uh, Poltergeist. Uh, it, it is, it is, and and you met a, a guy who didn't like you. You know, it's, it's a jam packed weekend. Typical weekend. <laughs> uh, oh oh oh! I was very happy, and I usually don't do this because uh, I always have my Darth Maul jersey. Uh, I had the Pleasures of the Damned T shirt on. Who I saw. Actually, who I actually met somebody from pleasures of the damn he was on the t-shirt he's like oh that's me is so, that the picture i shared of you because i loved that picture of you so i yes. shared it yeah so that's, that's he's awesome. an actor from pleasures of the, i was hoping that mark colgrove would be in the the convention but he doesn't go to all the conventions if not many i've only seen him how many times mm-hmm. uh for conventions and he's uh cool. he, only he just you would did, know that I think his last film was like five years ago with uh, Driven to Succeed. He's he's probably doing something else, but either way, he's he, he tries. He's, Driven to Succeed. I don't think yes. this podcast knows anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never heard of that, and I don't even know who that was in it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When can we? When 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 can we have some um, that, somebody in this podcast from that movie? Je- so. Hey, Jeremy, can I uh, uh, ask you? I don't know if you're ready to reveal this or you not. You say, a- ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, would you like to announce the special news about what organization has accepted you so that uh, you could maybe tell our listeners how to find you on this new platform you're going to be available on? It's it's uh, an app, and it's actually made by the artist 
Oh. C- cameo. Word up. Yeah, Jeremy got accepted to cameo. So uh, I'll probably I'll probably be canceled within a week. So Jeremy, that it means you can buy cameos from the Pogo the Clown. Um, have you taught? Do you know what the what the rate on a Pogo the Clown uh, cameo is going to be yet? No, but uh, I'll probably just dress up as normal and I'll be like, "Hi, I'm Pogo. If uh, you want, want some Hi, money, I'll, I'll just give me some money. I want you called. Ch- My name's Chill Pogo. Uh, you know." <laughs> I just super I'm chill. Actually, I'm actually Michael. I'm actually Michael Stipe. Hey, I'm actually <laughs> in the band REM, uh, which stands for Remove Every Male. Um. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do a little song for you, a little acapella called "Everybody Hurts." So <laughs> well, that's good, Jeremy. You got your acceptance. You're an official cameo celebrity. So all of our listeners, uh, as soon as we have that information, we'll put it up on our social media pages to share. Uh, because let me tell you, that skin ain't staying smooth for free. So you best get yourself if, a cameo. If, and maybe you could think of the best thing you could get a one Pogo the Clown to say on cameo. Uh, let me throw this out there. Two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! I'll go to your house. I'll go under <laughs> your house. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Pogo goatsy. Oh, where you show your ass? Would you show your asshole for two hundred fifty dollars on cameo? Um. Show my ass. Looks like the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> is that? It's my Whoopi is Goldberg. That, is that ass and tape? <laughs> Yeah, it's asshole, like inside asshole. Yeah, you have to like, like, have like that moving color go- out of space. Oh, I mean, it'd be great Go-Tsy? to actually get money from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's right. I was doing it for free for way too long. And they tell you if you're good at something, never do it for free. How yeah. else do you get it on? Get into my open mic? Yeah, I saw I saw this dad with his two daughters, and I showed him the goatsy. He got mad. <laughs> He got maybe if mad. maybe if Jeremy had shown that guy the goatsy, he would have been like, hmm, "Reminds me of sausage." And just don't want to <laughs> into it. It's, it's still better than uh, independent films. So, um, but that's exciting. Congratulations! So check out Jeremy's cameo when available. We'll share it on all that. I think it. T- I think it took me six months. Six months. Wait. So they. They were like, well, he sent us a business card and everything. I mean, this checks out. Um, So, the uh, Ashley, uh, you've had some fun stuff. You had some shows uh, recently, a a big Friday show. How did that go? Yeah, I got to headline at Mick O'Shea's, um, which is a very Irish white trash bar in Baltimore. Um, I I had a ton of fun. It was a great show. It was fantastic. Um, So, just nothing really much to say about that other than had an amazing time um saturday i got to see friend of the show who's been on a couple episodes friend brandon lascure is getting married um so they are not having a wedding they're getting married in sequoia national state park in california so since no one's going to be at the wedding yesterday was like sort of like the celebration for it um and i got to run into our friend ben ben hancock from our our sister podcast laugh finder so that was amazing i will tell you guys this so i was enjoying the amazing spread that brandon and maddie had made oh, i thought food. you were going to say jeremy's goatsy after that My bad. Stop amazing it. i don't spread. want to talk about it i don't want the missus <laughs> to be upset so um it was a good a- sex show <laughs> <laughs> i put a quarter right in it um, <laughs> but- <laughs> he's kinky kelly 
<laughs> so, so it was just like food was incredible, having a great time. <clears throat> and um, I'm goofing off with Ben and his wife, and we're you know enjoying ourselves. And thankfully, this very nice guy who also knows Ben and Brandon says to me, Hey, you know, uh, if you don't mind me telling you, you have food in your hair. You drop some, <laughs> some food in, in your hair. And I go, Oh my God, thank you. And then in front of a bunch of people, because I thought it was funny. I took an entire thing of my hair and sucked the food off my hair. And I was like, I'll see you behind the shed. And we start giggling. I'm like, what a slut. And as we're giggling, it's an entire one hot of dog. Brandon's guests. Hold on. One of his guests who's like, I won't lie. She's the complete opposite of me. She's incredibly thin, extremely beautiful. I have mm -hmm. no idea how they know each other, but this girl gives me the meanest stink eye <laughs> your shot of me she's like yeah i'm sure i'd want to get to know her she sounds like a great person Ooh. and i'm like oh i wouldn't do that so then i went up to the bay window at Brent's. i know i know i'm a psycho so then i go up in stairs where all the food is and there's a window looking out into the yard and i see her there with her boring at boring ass abercrombie boyfriend that i'm sure is gay as shit more like abercrombie and bitch i live i live <laughs> and i press my body up against the window and i'm like <laughs> and everybody with me's like yeah keep doing it and i was like i'm gonna fuck your ugly ass boyfriend just to spite you it's going like this up against the guy's going you see my cavernous belly button moving across. Isn't it? Isn't it better to say, uh, "I can steal steal you from your boyfriend"? No, I wouldn't want to fuck her. Fuck that ugly ass bitch. But I'm just like, ew. I'm like, ew. First of all, you're gorgeous. How in front? You seriously think I'd like make a move on your partner in front of you at a party? Fuck you. But I'm also like, bitch. It's a joke. Relax. You pen up cunt what are you wendy Townsend? like it's yeah. fine like <laughs> and then and then you handed him jeremy's card i understand <laughs> i know how, i know how the bit goes <laughs> it was hilarious it was hilarious but even worse okay even after that whole incident i don't realize her partner has come inside and i'm mocking her i shop at you know a apothecary or whatever shit is called i'm just making fun of this woman and then someone kicks me that i don't know and they go oh uh, when you <laughs> when you when you said you didn't realize he had come inside i was just like did brandon fuck him um <laughs> <laughs> um anyway no that's i mean that's that's a classic ap story right there you know i just i i legitimately like yeah i know i'm uncomfortable like i know i'm weird i know that's you know but i would mm -hmm. just like to be so it just shocks me when people like have to go out of their way to be like i want you to know i don't like you as another woman <laughs> like, good for you i don't like me as a woman join the club like <laughs> you know at the five dollar tier you can become what we call a bronze member of the club um <laughs> wait yeah. you mean i'm giving away my old bras yeah, yeah, boys, yeah. <laughs> boys i will give you my stretched out 40 double d's with the penguins on them oh you hear that global mm. warming is fixed boys um titty residue <laughs> 
So it, it costs so hard. It, it costs so much to get them out of the vending machines. Did, yeah, now, they tend to get stuck. Now, yes. now I know you're at this place, right? And uh, you have the great um, Brandon Lascure who's put all this together. Does he receive the shitting on of this guy well, or does he? Or is he? he just playing it, it down the middle no he's not even like there for what's happening oh okay god like he's dealing with other things thank god because trust me it does cross my mind this is not my day this is others people's days right, but i'm right. like oh i want them like it's not about me but i'm like oh my god how do i keep the peace but also shank this girl's fucking car tires like fuck this bitch but you know what <laughs> i let it go i fucking you know, I leave, I have fun, I leave, and then about 10 minutes from home, I had to stop at a friend's house and poop really bad. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got to poop and the day was ultimately, you know, righted uh, the way it needed to be. So, very Thank exciting you. stuff. Yeah, don't um, be mean to me, I'll fucking kill you. That is true. I've heard about this, I've, I've seen the bodies. They're all in Jeremy's basement. It's all pinned on him, so she'll be fine. Still walking the streets, ready to hunt her next victim down. Oh, I'm in so much therapy. Um, guys, it's about that time. Are we ready for this week's movie? 1980s, Carney. Uh, where Jeremy just has to pick every Jodie Foster movie where she's a child that gets sexually assaulted. Uh, as we as we move through every single film she did under the age of 18, uh, where she is. Uh, starring, of course, the aforementioned great uh, uh, Jodie Foster, you're also joined by a star-studded cast of Gary Busey, uh, Robbie Robertson from The Band, um, and other fame. Uh, Jeremy, why this movie? Why, why are we diving deep into the world of Carney? After seeing it uh, 43 years ago, all I remember was uh, Elijah Cook in it when he had uh, a fake uh, invisible dog. So, what are you talking? I don't even remember Elijah Cook having a fake dog in it. Yeah, he calls the dog, uh, or or maybe he calls Jodie Foster Carney with his uh, invisible dog uh, collar. Okay, Elijah Cook, who plays the character on the mark, Jeremy. What's your favorite Elijah Cook role outside of this movie? Uh, of course, uh, Elijah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 gosh damn, my fucking aphasia is kicking in beastly so uh electric collide in blue with uh robert blake as the uh almost the, the old bum when he's completely insane and they have to hunt him down he's like ah, ah, frank out of town completely insane probably like an oscar-winning performance as a, as a crazy old man and also when he talks about <laughs> the, the superstitious mountains because he's completely insane in, in the Film, so. Well, I will say Elijah Cook Jr. also has been featured on a past episode, The House of ha on Haunted Hill, uh, from the probably probably his other bigger film was uh, Rosemary's Baby. Now, Rosemary's Baby and is his other real big one. Yeah, I, I haven't mm -hmm. even seen his other uh, older films, which he was probably just as big then. 
But either way, that's that's my favorite is Electric Glide. So, um, are we all in agreement that Gary Busey is the original Juggalo? Yeah, I gotta admit, <laughs> Gary Busey in this movie is this is probably the best role he's ever done. I mean, this out of every every movie, him playing a carnival clown is probably my favorite role I've ever seen him in. He Was there ever an this. actor that had more cocaine in their in their? <laughs> Uh, well, no, like, oh, I'm sorry, Eric, I don't mean to speak over you. I just wanted to say, like, legitimately, Eric asked me, since I had watched it before he got to, how did I feel about the movie? Truly, Jeremy, this is not a bad flick. Like, it's actually not, in my opinion, this is actually not a terrible movie. Um, but I will just say, again, the original Juggalo, insane clown pussy. Yeah, insane clown kind of. It's kind of like if... Uh, um, Chris Restiva worked in the carny carnival. So, oh god, he is an entire carnival. I just want to throw pennies at him now. If <laughs> if you could, <laughs> if you can indulge me for just a moment, folks, because Jeremy, when he picked this movie, didn't know that uh, uh, I would have be able to tie this to professional wrestling in such a strong way. But it indeed, it has a lot of professional wrestling ties. So much so that many people who are trainers for the WWE and managers in the past always will tell you to watch the movie Carney if you're getting into the business. And that's because professional wrestling had its beginnings in the carnival. Uh, you'd actually hire people to uh, that were actually good at wrestling and could really beat people up, but they would have scripted and fake matches. But if some tough guy wanted to see if he could beat the guy, he would really beat the fucking shit out of you if you wanted to. So that was where the uh, the beginnings of professional wrestling uh, really started was in the carnival. And a lot of the phrases that you'll hear in this movie uh, are all carnival slang that still exist in wrestling today. I picked out a few that you hear throughout the movie. Uh, one is heat. That's uh, uh, to describe. And the reason that the slang exists is so that you can talk about business without the fucking losers out there that you're trying to steal their money uh, so that they can't understand what you're talking about and let them in on the business. But which The business is everybody who comes to the carnival get as much money out of them as you can. Um, Eric does the same with stand-up because <laughs> think about it, the magnets, the t-shirts. Yes, that is part of the biz. That is part of the biz. I sell, I sell chicken tenders for the for the people that are there for the for the restaurant to make money, and I sell magnets and T-shirts for myself. So, you know what? You get on it, and uh, you can get yourself a bussy shirt. Twenty five dollars. Email me. Uh, message me or see me at a show now uh that's, that's why I, I i had to uh amend my my show and my 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 branding because my branding was my t-shirts with or without rape on it see so. yeah and that that's that's like a real you know that's you being you know there's pepsi and then there's diet pepsi you know that's kind of like your version of it um, Eric, did you know, Jeremy might be aware of this, mm -hmm. but Eric, did you know I used to be a, a carny? Really? I did not know you were a carny. Yes, I was a pork swords follower. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> not where you thought I was going. You're like, yeah, she was the bearded lady. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, oh, you could cosplay as Carney Williams? Very interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> I know this thing. Why did you lock yourself <laughs> up in the chain? So... Uh, Here's just a couple of phrases. Uh, one is heat. That's a, any problem between carnival people. 
uh, that work there. Uh, GAF, a mechanism that used to control a fake game. Beef, which is a which is still used uh, in mainstream people. You know, rappers have have uh, uh, do, has have latched onto it. That's a having a complaint with a player or policeman. Uh, a mark, which is a townsperson to pick out as a victim, and by victim they mean um, person that you can swindle the most money out of. And it was very important because marks. Just so you know, the history of the mark, because that's always used. That's what wrestling fans are called. Marks, uh, uh, really big wrestling fans. Marks were what they would actually do when somebody entered the carnival if they were paying for a. Ticket and they saw a bunch of money in their pa- a big bankroll on them. A child would come over and mark the back of their pant leg with a little bit of chalk, and that's why they were called marks. So that when somebody was walking past the game, you know you should spend your time with that guy because he's got a bunch of money. So that's how I find my pay pigs. I'm like, oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, a work is, of course, everybody working together to swindle somebody and trick them. And uh, a shoot is when it's not a swindle or a trick it's actually a real fight or what have you so just a little bit of the wrestling background and uh important phrases that you might pick up along the way while watching the movie carney now um the opening scene you get to meet frankie uh who's getting in his clown makeup which is i imagine how jeremy starts every morning much like gary <laughs> Busey in this movie putting on his work clothes and makeup and uh getting ready to go to the dunk tank and let me just play a little clip of frankie and how goddamn good he is at harassing people from the dunk tank The goat, man. God. I also just isolated Gary Busey's scary laughing at the end here. (laughs) It's good. It's a really good. I like that laugh. Um, Probably did at least a bag of Coke before every show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, And then he sleeps a couple days off. Oh, uh, you can see one of the people. Uh, you know, I, I I think I've told this on the on the uh, on the uh, pod before, but it begs it begs a retell. I feel like uh, uh, years ago, I I quite frequently, usually once a year, I try to make it out to the Maryland Renaissance Festival, and they have a an event there called Drench the Wench, which is the same similar thing that he's playing right here, where they have a loud mouthed lady that will just talk shit the whole time like that. And you, you pay for balls, and you try to hit the little target and dunk the wench. Well, I was there with my rugby team, and uh, the great Justin Tag shout-outs, is up. And uh, he's got his balls, or whatever. He's missed the first two. So he's on his third ball at this point, Jeremy. Okay? And the, uh, the wench yells at him. He's like... Oh, you don't like... Is it my tongue that offends you there? And then... Uh, Tag, who takes the Renaissance Festival very seriously. He dresses up. He's in a kilt. He's in full garb. He goes, "'Tis not your tongue, wench, that offends me, but thine smell." And then he throws it and fucking dunks her, and the crowd erupts. <laughs> so he crushed that uh, the Drench the Wench competition at uh, the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Was, Shout was, she, wearing, was she wearing something uh, white? 
Uh, no, it was like very, uh, it's what you would expect a Renaissance era woman to wear. A little bit of cleavage, but mostly um, looked like, you know, gutter chic, as I like to call it. Oh, are um, you talking about me now that I'm back? Oh, hey, oh, Ashley, hello, oh, oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he, uh. He uh, really starts pissing off the great Craig Wasson, though, uh, who's playing a character named Mickey, uh, most famously probably for the movie Body Double, as well as Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He's the uh, psychiatrist from there. Um, and Craig Wasson always just looks like a guy that would... He, he just has a face that says, I'm going to turn back the food you brought to my table. I don't know how else to explain it, but he, you know he's going to have a problem with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he gets... He gets, uh, he's with his date, Jodie Foster, and I like that they somehow picked him to be the tough guy jock, because nothing about him says that he's tough or a jock at all. Um, it's bad. Um, or, the actually, fact that, or the fact that he was like 30. Sorry. Right? No, I totally agreed. I absolutely agree with both of you. He makes no sense for this choice. I will say, this did bring back memories. I don't know about you two, but my favorite thing about going to the carnival was winning a four-piece set of tasteful china and by china i mean the jelly jars with yogi on the side oh that is nice i actually do like that <laughs> is that yogi Berra? yes um so uh we meet donna who's played by jodie foster uh who's supposed to be an 18 year old in this she's actually 16 in real life during this shoot um we get to meet patch played by robbie robertson uh who we mentioned before um i also think it's funny that there's robbie robertson in this movie as well as tim thomerson um and my question is what was it like uh being um names that Stan Lee didn't pick for Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> oh, there was a uh, Pammy Goberson. Yes. Uh, here's my friend Peter Parker. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Can I also just say, throughout this whole movie, as, a, as an arc, as the entire thing, it's really no stretch of the imagination how Jodie Foster turned out gay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Robbie uh, Robbie Robertson though uh, was actually a pr help produce this film. Did work on it as a, a carnival uh, attendant in his teens. So he traveled with the carnival through his teenage years before joining the band. And the song "Life Is a Carnival" by the band inspired by his time working at the carnival. So very exciting. Real carnies in a movie real carnies but to write a song like ugh, like it's giving me ick because if eric were to write a song called like Lo lonely open mic night or something and you're like oh like i can't i'd fucking stop being friends with you yeah no i mean it, it was, it was uh, no you know if i wrote a realistic song it'd be called uh lonely open mic night as i cry with the gun in my mouth um um no one bought a ticket hanging out in thickets waiting for a girl to walk by <laughs> can't afford to drink my set really stinks <laughs> uh rounding out the cast though i mentioned tim thomerson he's one of the game runners and carnies you got heavy saint john played by uh uh kenneth mcmillan uh famous from the fat guy from the cat's eye uh also the baron from dune the original dune movie uh and uh on your mark played by elijah cook jr uh the old man who uh from house on haunted hill rosemary's baby and the killing um now 
Uh, he he gets all pissed up, but uh, decides to go to the Garden of Delights, which is basically the titty show that they have at the carnival. But I was going to say, can I ask you boys, like, I, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I know we grew up in the 90s. I don't remember the idea of there ever being a peep show at a carnival. That sounds Never. insane to me. Yeah, yeah. Never saw a tit at a carnival. But, you know, we grew up in the 80s and 90s. I feel like we got the washdown carnival. Oh, no, 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 know? no. I never said I'd, I hadn't seen a tit at a carnival. I just said not a peep show. Have you seen, the, <laughs> you seen, those, you seen those ladies breastfeed and be like, hey, Thomas, Thomas, go get on the Mary Mixer. I'll get you some cotton candy. You got a uh, baby on the tit? Yeah. <laughs> they, they probably don't have it in the north, but they still have the... The, the peep shows in the south just like there's still slavery so <laughs> that's a f- okay that's a <laughs> jesus story. christ um, there we go is that there's is that whenever boy. instead of guessing your weight they guess how much the slave is going for <laughs> <laughs> i bet a dollar over you son of a bitch hey, hey, hey the cardies ain't putting up this tent <laughs> oh jesus christ oh my god it brings a whole new meaning to cotton candy <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> things, things, things that are different in oh, the South. Cotton Candy Man. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. So, uh, okay, who? So Frankie sees. I the- feel guilty now. Frankie seizes the opportunity while uh, old Mickey is in there watching some titties uh, to go hit on Donna by uh, reading her, basically guessing her age based on the ring that she's wearing uh, and her birth month and how old she is and her name by getting at least the first letter and all that. It's all very easy to guess. Um, can, I, can I say that a lot of men have done this to me, Eric? They'll be like, mm, let me guess, childhood trauma? I'm like, oh my God, how did you know? Oh. <laughs> 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 father what <laughs> so uh mickey tries to be a tough is this, guy is this kind of kind of symbolic of the fact that you have a forked tongue for 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 friends now have yes. you ever met, met a first a person with a forked tongue uh yeah i met a forked tongue before that's the th- scariest thing with in, with without knowing about it i'm like oh my gosh yeah you just you immediately scream you go, ah! every as soon as they talk for the first time it's I scary mean, it, it's it, scary it, until it hugs you. It's like <laughs> it, it's like it's like if you're an Amish person, you see somebody with an earring or something. You know? Yeah, true that. I I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, they they rough up Mickey as uh, Patch pulls a blade on him to get rid of him. Huh? The next day, Donna comes back though. She wants to learn more about the carny way of life. She was really really taken back by how how great uh, Gary Busey is at playing a clown, and uh, she um. Uh, uh, she gets to see a, a little altercation with another m- little tiny cameo by Fred Ward, uh, who comes over and uh, he has to get bought off by Patch for two hundred dollars. Uh, he's like, "I'm just trying to make some money. I'm just trying to make a little money. I'm just I'm Fred Ward. And I'm out of here." And you never see him in the movie again, um, which I thought was odd. Like Fred Ward was like something. He's just like, "Yeah, I'll show for one day well, and do one little part." Yeah, not a big well, deal. Well, but I would assume is this early on in his career before he became anything? I don't know. I feel like I don't, 1980 Fred Ward. Yeah. I mean, he was. Uh, I know. I, I know. We've watched other he movies, but yeah, but he hadn't done what's the one we did with Chris Lawrence. He hadn't done um, uh, Buckaroo. Bond. No, um, uh, what's the movie where he's the action star with the with uh, Jennifer Gray's dad when yeah. he played the Asian guy? Yeah, with the uh, teach you how to yeah, do Remo Williams. Remo Williams. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Remo Williams. I was thinking is like mid eighties. I'm pretty what, sure. What, what about Tremors? 
Yeah. Oh, you mean the Michael J. Fox movie? Yeah. <laughs> Trevor's was '90s. You cocksucker. Also, great joke, Ashley. Um, with, so- with that Chinese guy from. Uh, uh, Big big luck in uh, Little China so, tr- Trouble or something So yeah. look So she's seen him be a clown She saw him slightly woo her by reading her She's seen an uh, altercation Saying uh, like these guys are really bad with money And they rip people off it seems like So the natural inclination Is to immediately have sex with this guy Because she <laughs> fucks him within the In the first act and- um, Eric I feel super fucking Offended you <laughs> act like I don't do the same With open micers So, so uh, but listen after they Fuck you find out clowning Ain't easy How long you been a clown <laughs> Clown yeah. I look like a clown to you <laughs> He's wearing literal makeup. There ain't no clowns around here. Clowns are funny. I'm scary. I go out there. This is a mask. Simple mask. I go lock myself in a goddamn cage and drive people mad. And you never know when one of them is going to run around and try to make hamburger meat out of it. I've had firecrackers thrown at me. They've hit and went off on me, and it didn't even bother me. You never know when some guy's da- some kid's dad is going to come after you because you handed him one rape card. You know what I mean? I had so many firecrackers come off me. I was so full of cocaine that I could put my nail right into my hand just like Jesus. <laughs> he talks He talks like a guy that's like, you know, I was, I could have been drafted. I could have been I could, had I not had flat feet. I could have been drafted. I could have thrown this ball over the mountains if I wanted to. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. they make out after that, and she gets clown makeup all over herself, Ugh. and they it it's fucking terrifying looking. Um, and not just the idea that also she's supposed to be eighteen. This is a sixteen year old making out with Gary Busey in this movie. Do you realize that that's what's happening right now? I mean, it's fucking horrifying. So uh, the the. the, the, the the cementing of lesbianism was almost yeah. home. So. I'm telling you, this this girl has never in her entire life made out with anyone good. Yeah, I can just think about Jodie Foster, like kissing Gary Busey. It's like making out with one big tooth. You know what I mean? Like you just latch onto that fucking. Hey, yeah, yeah, I want you to, I want you to kiss. You know, I got a son named Jake. He's got teeth just as big as mine. Sometimes are, are we you clack them together like uh, like two birds of prey fighting out in the world. <laughs> Eric, are you telling me that Gary Busey is just Timmy the Tooth? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, so she decides she's going to run off with the carnival, and the, the Patch's only question, Rob, Rob, Robbie Robinson's only question is, uh, he goes, wait a minute, did anybody know you're here? And she goes, no. How old are you? 18? Cool. We're off to <laughs> fucking Raleigh, North Carolina. And they just immediate moving. <laughs> so they head right out. Um, and he, uh, they also, he refers to him as our girlfriend, um, which is also that was like, so uncomfortable. okay. They're really good friends, Patch and uh, Gary Busey. Let me tell That's you. That's what Laughinder calls me. Um, they... <laughs> Later that night, there's a weird marriage celebration <laughs> where I believe it's implied that they're fucking on the merry-go-round. Uh, uh, and, you know, there's only one way to celebrate something like that, and that's a little song 
from the Fat Man, uh, one of the sideshow attractions. Where I pulled a little audio from the Fat Man singing here. So it's really weird that um, this guy is really fat in the movie. Um, it looks very John Popperish. Although by today's standards, just a regular obese guy, like not super, like for the seventies, super fat. But for now, I mean, I've been as big as this fat man for sure. No, you have not. What I, the fuck? <laughs> I also now before we talk more about the fat man, if if you'd indulge me, I actually did some deep dive on this. If you don't mind, um, mm. I actually found one of the outtakes from this of the fat man um, song that I wanted to play for you guys. Here you go. <sighs> They call me fat man, fat man, I'm fat One time I ate a whole kitty cat Cause it was laying around and it was It looked like it'd be pretty good I had some cat crunch Right before my lunch on a fat man And I'm gonna be real fat Labor breathing breakdown I'm fat man, I'm fat and I'm fattening all the way to the fat man. So yeah, wow. I mean, I wish they had left that in the movie. <laughs> Jeremy's completely broken down. <laughs> I just want to tell you, Eric, incredible. I had no idea that your alter ego was Ray Charles Ubala. Um <laughs> I was waiting for a Ray Ubala. That's actually Ray Ubala's, uh main, uh, that's the track of his first opening album. <laughs> that's, mm, oh, yeah. God. That yeah. was, that was beautiful, Eric. That's, it's so hard to enjoy while I'm eating. But that's it's so I really like the song. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, are you okay? Are you frozen or just holding your face? Are you having a stroke currently? He was, he was so fat at the buffet yesterday. He was the, the, the black version of this guy. And uh, I, I have seen the fattest person of all time coming to Kinko's. He was definitely pushing 700. And he was probably at least at least 60 inches wide at, at, the, at, the, at the, the pear end. Okay. Jeremy, do you think he went into FedEx Kinko's thinking it was that... that- candy bar kudos <laughs> that's that's right either way i'm surprised he could walk and he came in there and we had double doors at least but man i was like oh my gosh this guy's he's he's like, almost wait a almost bedridden wait a so. minute Did, is this a fedex i thought that's where they feed me my ex as, oh mu- my as much as one as i can have uh- <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry you had me at um the wheezing breaks <laughs> <laughs> i knew, jerry i knew you'd like that one 
So uh, the next town that they're in, Raleigh, they got to pay off the local uh, officials there because it's all about bribery every town that they come to. Uh, but there's a big there's a big thing that no freaks allowed in this show. And I like the little round table of like the bearded lady and uh, and just the I don't know. She's just an ugly black woman with like a weird face. She's like, I've been I've been working hard my whole life. Damn it. Nobody's going to tell me how to do showbiz. Uh, so the freaks are mad. Amazing they thing was she wasn't a Italian, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're mad that they don't have to work. And uh, there's a beautiful moment where uh, the fat the fat man goes out and just takes a little shower out in the rain as he lets the lets the water hit his face. Because um, that's the only way he can shower. Yes. Uh, but there is some trouble as uh, Jodie Foster uh, and the Gary and his business partner Patch go to the local diner. And the people in show business. We're carnies. We're with the carnival. Oh, man, with Carney. You wouldn't shit. Well, it's obvious your mother made two mistakes, huh? <laughs> Money walks, bullshit talks. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Why don't you go paint your face, lady? You don't belong here, pal. Hey, pencil neck. Hey, listen, listen. We're just getting something to go. We'll be out of here in a minute. Yeah, we're just getting something to go. We'll be right out of here. Make it 10 seconds and go with it. There's no problem. How do you know? Hey, we don't want no trouble, okay? Why don't you go back and eat your chili, Geronimo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a fight erupts, uh, which which ends up with Gary Busey getting abused uh, through a fucking wall and then thrown out. Cardi fight, Cardi fight. <laughs> so, uh, which? Oh, sorry. Can I just say two things? And this is a legitimate question. I don't understand the insult pencil neck. Is it just saying you have a thin... I don't understand. Like, I'm being serious. I don't know what the point of that insult is. Yeah, you're like a... It's saying you're like a pipsqueak that could break your neck like a pencil like that. Oh, you're, you're little. Okay. Like you're That's a, little, a boring insult. You're a little boy, you know? The, the like, other like, thing like is... Like you're a t- t- Ticonderoga or something. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, I've never seen someone pull an entire mobile home with the back of their car. Yeah, yeah. He's like pulling it with like a Delta 88. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, Come on, a- Ash did it all the time in uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. That is true. That is true. Um, so oddly, through this exchange, they're like, you, Patch is like, you got to get rid of this bitch. All right, she's causing nothing but problems. Everything's just messing up. Uh, it's ruining our friendship, really. So uh, he decides to, uh, but she's he doesn't have the heart to fucking leave her uh, by the roadside, and she wants to stay genuinely. So she decides to get a job. At the delight with the delight girls. Am I the? Am I the Jodie Foster of quality time? <laughs> I would never accuse you of such things. Um, <laughs> this is so. Um, we uh, we did. Uh, she is very excited though as she tries out for her new job. Down no? You ever worked before? I told you she worked topless. Turn around. Let me take a look at you. Side girl, no heavy stuff. You just dance behind the strippers. Betty pays her 90 bucks a week. 90 bucks a week, take it or leave it. Oh, I'll take it. Thank you, Mr. Baptiste. Don't thank me. Don't ever thank me. Don't thank me. I'm about to ruin your life, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So uh, she's got she's got a job at the Carnival Strip Club. Really making her come up in here. Um, Baptiste sends her out on her first night working as uh, under the name Baby Madonna, 
um, who uh, she uh, she locks up though during the show and can't strip, and uh, then just like this guy freaks out and they just grab her like she's fucking Jesus, and then just fucking Dudley drives her through a table. <laughs> like they're like, hey, you're not showing tits, you're going through a goddamn cocktail table right now, lady. Again, this is very similar to stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, Patch decides to uh, stick her with the string game instead. Uh, and uh, and uh, Greta, played by Meg Foster uh, from the great movie They Live, probably my favorite film of all time, uh, shows her the ropes and uh, basically just says, uh, yeah, all you do is flirt with them and say, you can fucking win, baby. Here we go. All right. I see these prizes up here, the television set, the... Hot plate, radio clocks. You can forget about them. They ain't connected to anything. Okay? All right. Now, you see these long strings? They're live. And you use these in case any mark gets too rangy with you. Which they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Okay? What's that? Rangy. Rangy. It's hot, hostile, on your ass. Now, if they do that, you let them nip a long string. Slush them a pen knife. Cuticle cutters. <laughs> Girl, those crackers down there, they're going to be waiting for you. You're going to be so busy, you're going to feel like you're peeing in the joint, like you're going crazy. <laughs> See, that's when the fun starts, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Want to play? Full straight. Yeah. You take it. And that's how I found out how girls' periods worked. Um, so, yeah, she does, uh, I will say... The great Meg Foster in this role is uh, pretty stinking hot with her fucking just looking in the camera. Like, Go ahead, pull the string like that, and I was like, <laughs> crushing it. Uh, definitely. I know the missus has said the same thing to Eric. Yeah, pull the string, see what comes out. By, it's by twenty-eight. The- yeah, and that's and that's how The Shining happened right after. <laughs> also, we need to point out that before you do that tongue thing, you have to have the money and the power before you get the woman oh yeah you gotta have the money and the power before you get all that by the way pushing pushing at the limit is when you get too many rape jokes and get kicked out of a out of of a um, (laughs) out of a convention so it's called pushing it to the limit okay nice but I still haven't lost my job (laughs) I I like that Jeremy always talks about getting cancelled they're like he works where yeah yeah, yeah, he can just he can just keep doing that. He's, I just work at the corner. That's how I, I that's is, where I beg. This is actually so. this is actually better for him. I'm just thro- I'm just throwing it out there. You can't get canceled if you never had a subscription. Yeah, you know I mean? I, uh, boop, 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 boop. You I, already operate outside of life. You're a fucking I, clown. I I ain't gonna pay for ten more albums. Get that shit. So, uh, uh, by, by the way, I I make Dad proud by I still beg on the corner. So very good, very make, good. Make him proud. So so uh. She, uh, Jodie Foster. If I didn't have any kids, <laughs> Jodie Foster is so good at uh, the string game that she uh, entices the two hottest lesbians at the carnival uh, very easily. Actually, um, it's uh, she, I mean that that's a good looking random lesbian that just shows up at the place. Eric, the hottest lesbians. This is the seventies. You mean the only lesbians? <laughs> yeah, these are the only two lesbians, and they're like. We'll meet you on the fucking parking lot. Is that cool? Okay, all right. And uh, hey, real quick question, boys: What color handkerchief do you think they're poking out of their pussies? <laughs> Pussy handkerchiefs. They're cruising at the carnival. 
<laughs> oh, God. So. The black handkerchief means black women. Yeah. Oh, it's a carnival cruise. <laughs> so uh, she uh, then is is riding an emotional high and goes to go see Patch. And uh, she's so taken aback by Patch <sighs> and she's so happy that she fucks Patch on the spot pretty much. Um, they, they, they go at it. Um, meanwhile... The uh, nails has been uh, he's uh, runs basically the uh, little ball show or whatever you got to knock these things over has set up a guy for failure um, basically saying that hey we'll do a little work here and uh, when you bring your friends back place a fifty dollar bet I'll make sure you win and uh, he basically fucks this guy over royally and then takes all the money from him uh, because he was actually the mark in all of this and uh, you get to hear this little line here. Oh man, you lost your money. Damn! Go, my man. Wait, 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 wait. You said you were gonna let me win. What you talking about let you win, sucker? That's cheating. You damn right that's cheating. I don't cheat nobody. You damn right. God damn you. I want my money, boy. Any money that leaves here, leaves here with a bullet. Now, you understand that, boy? Yeah, I get it. Well, looks like I got had, boys. I've been had. <laughs> he takes it really well after he gets a gun pulled on him. Um, so, uh, but not for long, though, because later that night, the locals come back and they start busting up the carnival left and right. Uh, Patch runs to, or um, uh, Ricky... Frankie, there we go. Gary Busey's character, Frankie, goes to run to get Patch uh, to help deal with the situation and just sees uh, Jodie Foster mid-stroke and they have like a whole conversation while he's like, she's like still on the dick. And then he's like, all right, well, it's a real big problem out here. Okay, bye. And he walks out seemingly unfazed, but clearly a little bit shaken back by all this, right? Uh, puts on his clown makeup and decides to rile these fuckers up to the 10th uh, by basically talking mad shit to them. So much that they're just throwing balls at him and uh, eventually tip over the cage. Then forcing the said hooligans to speed off, uh, running over ultimately and killing our sweet on-the-mark Elijah J. Cook on their exit. So we have a dead carny now, all because uh, of how the situation has escalated throughout the day. Man, he really should have applied to the uh, healthcare marketplace. <laughs> yes, yes. I just I just saw Teddy Wilson, the... Uh, the black guy and working the, uh, the the throwing game that uh, not only was he in uh, good times, but I just saw the hunter. He's like like a, like a, a pimp daddy or something where he has to be uh, taken down uh, as a, as a like like a the bounty hunter. So he's like very very uh, showy. Okay, it was a good it was a good part. I mean, he, he got to work with um, with uh, oh gosh. Oh, whatever the the guy is. Yep. So um, exactly the great Teddy Wilson, the guy from the, guy from the Hunter, and Steve McQueen, Dog yeah. the Bounty Hunter. Yes, Steve McQueen, the Hunter. Yes, yes. yes. So uh, uh, now we have a dead carny on our hands, and uh, Patch and Frankie's relationship is really on the rocks because the boys uh, are not really happy. He's yeah, Frankie's trying to paint a nice picture. Patch wants out of the business altogether, and we hear this. What's the matter with you? Somebody got your goat or something? What do you mean, I? You ain't never figured out nothing in your whole fucking life. What are you starting with this shit for? Come on. Come off that crap. 
What's that supposed to mean? Why don't you just listen to me? You know what it's supposed to mean? The whole thing's fucked is what it's supposed to mean. We blew it this time. We didn't blow it. We didn't blow it. You know what's wrong with you? You're hung up on the chick. What are you talking about, chick? What am I talking about? I'm talking about Donna. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's the matter oh, with you. Oh, you dumb fuck. You're hung fuck. up on the chick. What the fuck's the matter with your head? Get close to me. Don't fuck with me. Wait a minute. Don't walk away. Come here. Don't fucking touch me. You quit blaming yourself. Come on, Pat. You're just blaming yourself. That's all. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm. Yeah, blaming. you are. I'm you are. I'm blaming you. And you're feeling sorry for yourself. You queer the play. I don't queer the play. You fuck it all up. We're gonna get through this thing, whatever we gotta do. We're gonna make up for this shit, man. And then you and me, That's we're gonna it. disconnect. Come on, come on. That's it. What does that mean? It means you and I disconnect. Oh bullshit. You don't mean that. Oh, shit. So Trouble in Carney Paradise, some real heat between the boys. I I hate a Carney argument when you don't even understand what they're saying. Yeah, they're going to disconnect. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Feels very Brokeback mountain Yeah, yeah. So, I can't quit you! <laughs> so uh, Greta uh, uh, gives Donna some money, says, this is traveling money. You know there ain't no room in between them fellas. You best get on your way now that you done fuck both of them. Um, meanwhile, the town scumbag fella uh, who's shaking him down in this town uh, is back for more money, and we find out the guys that roughed up everything were actually working for this guy because he was unhappy with how much money he got paid off with. So the shakedown now continues, and they want 7500 plus the blonde can i just say real quick when you only saw one cum trail that was whenever <laughs> jody foster was fucking your friend <laughs> <laughs> so um the oh i also I'm, I'm i'm assuming that when she was uh the the body double naked that she was probably her sister that was the also the body double in uh the little girl who lives down the lane because she was like in her 20s okay what a, what a weird resume though to be like what's your job be like oh every time my sister has to fuck a man i do it instead yeah i'm my sister's stunt pussy um it's not a big deal i just hop in there for all the nudes not a big deal uh um, <laughs> um she's a cunt double <laughs> Gosh. My sister likes dick. So, uh, heavy, heavy St. John, uh, the guy from Dune, has to go break the news uh, to Jody Foster that she needs to go fuck the local swindler here. Uh, and so he propositions her with this. We're in a bind. We need your help. Yeah, well, I'm in a bind, too. Look, I don't own nothing. You can take your carnival and stick it right up your ass. Come on. Come on. People mean nothing to you. Huh? Hey, look. What about on your mark? See, mean nothing to you too. You recognize that guy? Yeah. Shit. Gonna want you to have hey, sex with him. Those suckers. If you help us out, then you do whatever you want. Look, you had one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. <clears throat> to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment to pretend to be a prostitute for your carnival friends. Would you do it or let it slip? Yo. 
yourself in this tent quick the moment you own it your carny friends are gonna know you only get one shot do not miss your chance to blow this local politician's henchmen in the nighttime you better lose yourself in this tent quick the moment you own it your carny friends are gonna know you only get one shot do not miss your chance to blow this local politician's henchmen in the nighttime Whoa, wow. She's will she be able to seize the moment? <laughs> Eric, that was beautiful. I'm gonna call you US Marshall Mathers. <laughs> oh, hopefully she can seize the opportunity for the exciting finale here, uh, which uh, I got two more sound clips that are ten out of ten for this. Um so <laughs> So, uh, she goes to the room and the guy goes from zero to rapey real quick. Asks for a drink and you're like, I didn't see you could touch the glass and slams her down. Uh, but luckily, just in the nick of time, Patch and Frankie come up, grabbing him and slitting the fellow's throat, which, uh, seemed, that seemed appropriate, right? Yeah, um, I like it. So, uh, uh, they then go that talk to That was a good happy me. ending for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. There's twists and turns ahead. <laughs> um, so they, uh, the the evil local guy, because that was the henchman who got it. Um, he, uh, they, they, they tore the evil skeet around the place, and uh, uh, this sentence that, uh, uh, well, basically. Gary Busey's introducing him to the other freak shows around there, and every word in this first sentence. I couldn't have made up every every single word in this sentence when he introduces the little person here blows me away. Here we go. This is Poobah, a strange midget who has a tongue of steel <laughs> and he eats fire, as you can see. His real name's Petey, though. This is Emmett. <laughs> <clears throat> can I tell you? I want this is the best intro I've ever heard for some can, <laughs> can I tell you hearing and not seeing? I was like, oh, I didn't remember that Matthew McConaughey was in this. <laughs> like, it, doesn't it kind of sound like bizarro talk for Matthew McConaughey? It does. What's a whistle? What's a Benghazi? I don't even. I don't even get paid. I get paid all in weed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll play a couple of them so you can hear some of the other freak descriptions real quick. Yeah. Strange midget who has a tongue of steel and he eats fire, as you can see. His real name's Petey, though. This is Emmett, the alligator man. Good evening, sir. Miss Priscilla's lovely bride. How do you do, Mr. Dillon? She's the monkey lady. Hi, Priscilla. This is Jamie Rapp. She's a contortionist, putting her body through those three hoops, 12 inches, 12 and a half, and 13 inches. And this is her husband, Jimmy Rapp. Works with swords, knives, daggers, and, uh... Whoa. Whoa. Johan, could you stand up, sir? Johan is the tallest man in the world. How tall are you, Johan? About eight feet, two inches tall. You know his wedding ring is as big as a silver dollar piece? Fuck your face. So he just wants to go see his friend. So he's like, oh, your friend, don't worry. He's right behind here. Let me just show you to him real quick. And he takes him through this uh, thing. Shows him his buddy who's now sits there completely headless um, and without a head. His head's, his, his head's cut off. 
and uh, that freaks out the guy, and he goes running for the hills, um, which is like, okay, cool. The carnies don't fuck around. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's good. And then, for whatever reason, uh, the guy's just alive. It was all just a fake mirror trick that they made him look like he's dead, and they just drugged him when he was about to rape Jodie Foster. And for some reason, I guess to also trick Jodie Foster into thinking they killed her rapist, he was like, "I'll just put some ketchup on his neck, and then that'll 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 tell him real quick." I don't know why any of it happened like that, or why they had to to make it look like that earlier. It made almost no sense at all. it was a fucking wild ending, and they just send that uh, that rapist back in the truck and be like, "He'll be up in a couple hours. It'll be fine." <laughs> yeah, he's definitely learned his lesson. Yeah, he's learned. Mm-hmm. He's learned is that we fake cut his head off. It's like <laughs> you're like, "Hey, hey, yo, 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 Skeet is about to go rape an underage girl real quick. We're gonna come in and put ketchup on his neck because he got to go to work in the morning." <laughs> Welcome to Jackass. I'm Pam Morgera. <laughs> 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 so it doesn't the make M, any sense. the M and MTV stands for molest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh everybody's happy. All the carnival people are happy. Jody Foster's part of the carnival and friends become friends again. Try it on our own. You don't you don't need to do it. You need to be on the midway. I uh, hey, 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 hey. What are you telling me what to do? You don't need the bozo thing anymore. You think I I don't know what I want to do, what I don't want to do? All right. And besides, who in the hell else is going to put up with you? <laughs> All right? Yeah, that's right. Huh? Come on, let's go win some money. And that brings us to an end of Carney from 1980. Friendships have been mended. Ashley, your final thoughts on Carney, the ending, the movie, and such. Um... All I can really say is, oh, it made me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> uh, Jerry, your final thoughts on Carney? Uh, it would have been so much better if all the, the freaks had um, made the, the woman into a giant chicken and yeah. cut off uh, vocal cords. But you could do it to a man, I guess, with a chicken, too. The ending but. is my biggest problem with this movie, in all honesty. There should have been murder, real murder, real death, it, real loss. It, ta- it takes away the, the, the mystique of Carney's not being murders. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't like everything has everything has to be a trick, even the fucking murder. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm just a normal person, a di- different person because I'm different. Look, no, you're a murderer. You're a, you're a Carney. <laughs> So, yep. So, uh, uh, overall, though, I enjoyed the movie Carney. Uh, you can watch it free on YouTube or you can rent it, uh, but there is a free YouTube link currently up on it that's filmed really weird. That has a yes. lot of weird zooming in it. Yes. Uh, hard to watch at times. Freaked me out. Okay. Thank God I wasn't on shrooms. Okay. <laughs> at, at, at least Lobster Boy killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> at least Lobster Boy did kill somebody. Um, yeah. But you know who else is killing it? The great Ashley Pontius and uh, her mm. upcoming comedy dates. What you got on the docket there, lass? Um, you can always find info at ashleypontiuslaughs.com. Um, but let's see. I will be at Firm Brewing on Friday the 25th and then I will be uh, in Baltimore with Taylor Zaruba Wednesday the 30th. Heck yeah, check all that stuff out. Great shows on the docket. Uh, Eric, 
stuff coming up soon, but the next time you can really uh, hear or see me will be on Baltimore's 98 Rock on the 28th, 7th, which is a Monday. It'll be one nope, Monday 28. from now. 28? 28. Yeah. So tune in that Monday. I'm filling in for Justin. Other things are at uh, ericcomedy.com. Jeremy, take us out of here. Rest in peace, Robbie Robinson. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and take my medicine then. Went to the doctor. He gave it to me right on the spot. Been on it for a few weeks now. Who knows how it's gonna go? Not feeling too bad, but we'll have to see. Now I'm smooth.